Hi, Riley. Hey, Shoshana. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to get this podcast episode rolling. Me too. You know what? Before we do, I wanted to tell you about a little something. Did you know that we're actually going to be hosting a masterclass the first week in May? You know what? I did know that, but I don't think our listeners knew that. (laughs) I think that's probably true. So I'm really excited. We'll be hosting about an hour-long masterclass in May around everything that we discuss in the Shoshana's Marketing Method podcast. And I've got some secrets, some hacks, some behind-the-scenes things that we do, and I cannot wait to share them with our audience. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss this masterclass. It's going to be legendary. (laughs) I love legendary. On that note, if somebody wanted to sign up for the masterclass, where would they find the link? So that's shoshanasosher.com slash masterclass. So again, S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A-S-O-C-H-E-R.com slash masterclass. Yeah. And we really hope you can join us. It's going to be like I said, legendary. On that note, let's get this party started. All right, let's get started. So um, I I figured that our listeners are kind of probably wondering, like, who are these guys? Who who do they think they are that they can just start a podcast and talk about marketing and all that? So I figured we would kind of give them a a little bit of of your background and, and how things came to be with Shoshana's marketing method. Um, so basically, we, everyone knows that you're a real estate agent and you're a master at marketing. Let's take it back before that. Let's go way back, Shoshana. So my first question, how did you get started in real estate? In somewhere around 2005, slash 2006, my husband and I all of a sudden turned around and realized we were very, very broke. It really wasn't an all of a sudden, now that I say it, because it was more of a slide, but all of a sudden we were like, oh my gosh, we are so broke. What are we going to do? So I sent Abe to a bankruptcy attorney. And when he came home, I said, what do we do? Where do we sign up? What's the plan? And he said, we're not doing that. And I was like, why not? That's what we do. And you don't have any money. Don't you declare bankruptcy? And he said, no, we have chosen to live a life without much money in it. And if we want more money in our lives, we can go get more money. And if we choose to live with not enough money, we could choose that too. But we're not declaring bankruptcy in order to solve financial issues. So I did a little bit of hunting around. Those that know me thought I might want to be a midwife. And those that also know me thought I might want to be a real estate agent. And I spoke to my friends that are nurses and I decided that was not the path I was going down. And I looked at Hondros College, which is our local real estate college here in Cleveland, Ohio. And I saw that it was three weeks of classes to get your license. And I was like, that is about my speed. And the rest is history. Yeah, we all know that you like to move fast. But one thing I didn't know, I did not know that you considered being a nurse or what's the term? Midwife. Midwife. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I did not know that you were considering being a midwife. And I'll be honest, I am very glad that you chose real estate because I don't think I would be here without it. 
But yeah, that that's a really interesting kind of like beginning story. Like I don't think many people have had that type of path to um, the success in real estate. If you look around at uh, other successful real estate agents, so kudos. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Shoshana. So let's get a little bit specific here. I'm going to ask you some specific questions. Okay. So we all know that the world of marketing is huge. There's so many opportunities and, and different platforms and different methods and things like that. Like it's so easy to get overwhelmed in that type of like atmosphere. So like, tell me like, how do you overcome the overwhelm? So it's funny that you went straight to marketing because I think in real estate, you know, there are a million things and we're pitched a lot of things because there's a lot of us. Uh, I heard some amazing statistics today, really, about how many real estate agents there are just in our county. So we are a big audience and we're constantly being pitched things that, uh, that we could purchase. Now, interestingly, you know, we closed, uh, I believe, 151 deals in 2021, which is a great number of deals. I'm very, very pleased with that and really hit a million dollars in gross commission income right on the nose. And I just, to get there, I just said to myself, we cannot always be overwhelmed. We can just focus on what we want to do, what we want to grow and how we want to grow it. Cool. Yeah. So as far as like marketing goes, how did, how would you say you kind of first got started with your marketing? How did you first start marketing yourself when you first started your career in real estate? Well, you know, I've been licensed since 2006. And in 2006, yes, there was internet. I'm not that much of a dinosaur, but it was not the internet we know today. And Facebook was still primarily for people in high school and college or college, really, I think. And then it was opened up to people in high school. So I took a community directory I had for my specific Jewish community and I started calling down the list. Hello, did you know I got my real estate license recently? Oh, hello, did you know I got my real estate license? That was it. That was really the only thing I had to do. And that was really, I could say, marketing one, like level one, not 101, marketing level one. Then I went to level, you know, 10, 20, 30, 101, 201, 2001, et cetera, et cetera, as, as time grew. But that's really how I got my start. Yeah, well, I, that kind of segues into what my next question is. I mean, it seems like you kind of just worked hard and you kept it simple and you kept at it. And so you became successful. Um, so let me ask you, people are always talking about what's next. What's going to be the next big thing? So when it comes to marketing, uh, would you say that you should try to reinvent the wheel or not try to reinvent the wheel? Wow. <laughs> That's like a trick question because I'm going to actually answer with a trick answer, which is both, which is that you must know what's tried and true and works for real estate agents. And you cannot be a dinosaur. And you need to constantly be going with 
the thing that's the trend that is in the now market. So what do I mean by that? I don't mean by trend, you know, um, wearing cheetah print, even though of course cheetah print is actually super cool and very punk rock. But what I really mean is, for instance, social media, not just social media in general, but some way to get lots and lots of eyeballs on what you're doing. So when Facebook was the thing, let's just say five to seven years ago, I got very, very deeply into Facebook and it received many, many referrals through my Facebook. And I'm not talking about paid ads. I'm talking about the way I used Facebook. Then when Instagram became the thing, I started working very hard on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So I think do not reinvent the wheel in terms of tracking what works and being consistent. But I think do reinvent the wheel in terms of reimagining yourself in today's modern world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I like that a lot. Basically stick to what works, but make sure you're staying up to the latest trends and don't get left behind. Yeah. That's basically what I was saying. Thank you. In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. All right, Shoshana. So, so far we've talked all about the good stuff about being a real estate, but I know that there's probably been some not so happy memories as well. Um, let's talk about one of your most challenging parts of your real estate career. What would you say that is? Well, I think we all have this notion that business starts at the bottom and it goes up in a straight line. And I had that experience until I hit a snag. And the snag was that I decided that my marketing methods which included postcards and this and that, and the other thing I can get into the details, weren't really serving me. And I dropped out all of them. And in dropping out all of them, and frankly, I think I was overwhelmed in dropping out all of them, I actually had my business go down, not one, but two years in a row. And that was really painful. Yeah, that is not fun. So what did you do to kind of climb your way out of that two-year slump? I decided to focus on a consistent marketing plan and to plan to contact my people very, very regularly and to plan so that I wouldn't have to be stressed out and I wouldn't have to go, oh my gosh, I forgot all about them. And they bought with another agent and I can't believe they listed their house with so-and-so because yeah, uh, uh, which is really easy in real estate. Like you're like, wait a minute, they were serious. They were planning to buy a house. Guess what? They want to be contacted. If they contacted me, they want to be contacted. So I went back to this planning and getting very, very, purposeful and very consistent with how I handle my marketing. Yeah. I mean, I think consistency, we can all say that that's one of the hardest aspects of marketing your business. And once you really lock down that consistency, there's really no ceiling as to where your business can grow. Um, so yeah, that, I think that that's good that you think that consistency was one of the main catalysts to you kind of climbing your way out of that little slump. 
I um, love that you just used the word catalyst. I think consistency as a catalyst is like the best phrase I've ever heard. And yeah, I would agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, speaking of catalyst, um, what would you say some other catalyst of your success in business? Would you say that um, knowing your craft or being knowledgeable for your clients or developing good systems? Would you say that all of those are very important in growing a successful business? I would say knowing your craft is crucial. I would say developing systems is not in the wheelhouse, as we say, of most real estate agents. And it's an area in which I've really, truly had to grow and had to push myself very hard to understand why systems were even important. And I would say that I'm going to go with developing relationships and really understanding the value of a relationship. I mean, I've been in a long-term marriage and, you know, we value each other, but my clients and I value each other too. And instead of thinking that a client was like a one-time thing, guess what? It's not like that. When I develop the relationship with the client, I'm able to be referred over and over and over again by, by people who I've had just, you know, developed really wonderful personal relationships with. Yeah. I mean, relationships, that's the name of the game. You want to create those profitable relationships, those meaningful relationships. And, and the key to that is showing them that not only are you an expert at, in your field, you are a great real estate agent, but also that you care about them. You're, you need to show them that you care and you do that through your marketing plan. Would you agree? I totally agree. I mean, you know, it's funny because I think when we say profitable relationship, the first thing that comes to mind when you say profit is of course money. And I hope that everybody listening to this podcast is in business because they want to make money to fund their lives However, when I say profitable relationship, I don't mean relationships that just spew out money because relationships are profitable on all sorts of levels. They are emotionally profitable. They are, well, they are also financially profitable and they're profitable in the way that they open up social capital. Meaning that when you know me, you know my friends. When you know my friends, you know, I may be able to connect you with a builder, a painter, a photographer, an appraiser, you know, all kinds of different things. And relationships bring all sorts of different aspects. And, and, and it, Riley, do you mind if I throw one more thing out about relationships? Yeah, sure. Okay, so while I'm preaching about relationships, I also want to say to remember in a relationship to always be a giver and not be a taker. And it's so trite, but you know what? Like I don't build relationships with people because I'm hoping that they're going to give me business. I'm building relationships with people because that serves the, the relationship itself. And in the end, typically it does provide business for me as well. 
Yeah. Well, just to give my opinion on it, when I hear and say profitable relationships, what I kind of relate that to is creating relationships that are two-way streets. It's not just benefiting one side of the relationship. It's benefiting both of them. So like you said, um, you're not creating these relationships to get business from them. You want to be friends. You want to have some type of meaningful connection. And so in return, hopefully they will give you business and referrals and in your return, hopefully you can recommend them other things that can help them, whether they need a new roof, you can get recommend a roofer to them. Basically, you just want to make sure that it's it's not a one-sided relationship and that they truly feel that you do care about them as a person, like, not just a client. I totally agree. I totally agree. Hey, listen, I know we need to wrap. You know, I want to mention one more time that we have our masterclass coming in early May, 2022. I'm so excited about this and we'll be sharing links soon. Meanwhile, if you don't have our free marketing cheat sheet, you can always go to the link in in our podcast notes and grab it there. It'll be linked for you. You'll be able to, to snag it right there. It's of course, totally free and we're happy to share. And really, you know, as we totally wrap up this episode, can I share one little thing with you? Please do. So I, I know I said that when I started in real estate, we were super broke. I think the first year, I'm trying to remember if I made like $14,000 or $10,000, $24,000, I would have to look up the number. And over the years, I would say that my financial thermostat really grew from the very first deal I had, which I got by door knocking, to the most recent deal I had that literally was somebody who called me out of the blue to say that so-and-so had recommended that, recommended that they work with me. Like from A to Z, this consistency thing and this ditching the overwhelm and knowing that you can raise your financial thermostat from like a low amount of money being really exciting to a lot of money. We're talking six and seven figure money being exciting. It's just an amazing, amazing business and can propel really your life in in lots of different directions than you really ever imagined. And I would say that the marketing piece is so amazing and so fun and so pleasurable. And the minute I realized that that ditching the overwhelm and getting super consistent worked, I'm like literally never looking back. Yeah, very well said. I mean, I think most people get into real estate to make lots of money. So why not make lots of money? I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.